following program is presented by Tracy Austin of New Mentality PC and Mental Edge Fitness Solutions. Welcome to Mental Fitness Matters, a show designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve their mental fitness. Now, here's your host, Tracy Alston. Hey, hey, everybody. I hope you guys are out there having an amazing week. Today's show is going to be so much fun, full of good energy, great education. Um, And we're going to be talking about something that is something that I love, which is food. I am a foodie, so we have a a great guest today, and I cannot wait to introduce uh, my community to this brilliant lady beside me. Um, But when we start to think about the things that we eat, food is something that we all need to survive. And so what we're eating can either be contributing to illnesses and diseases of our mind and body, or it can be preventing or alleviating illnesses and diseases of our mind and body. So it's very important for us to get educated, get some good information, correct information about what food is, how to use it for our overall health and wellness. And the guest that I have today, she is my friend. She is somebody that has so much great positive energy, so I cannot wait to introduce her. Christiane, how are you doing this morning? I'm great. Thanks for having me on your show today. Absolutely. I'm going to briefly read your bio, and then I'll have you just kind of share with our community a little bit about who you are, how you got started, and we're going to get right into the show. Perfect. So guys, today we're going to be talking about healing through food. Christiane Métis, she's an integrative and functional dietitian and the founder of Mint Nutrition. She has a depth of experience in health, wellness, and fitness. She's a graduate of the Culinary Institute of America, and she has a Master of Science in Health Sciences in Integrative Medicine from the George Washington University School of Medicine program. And she has spent decades crafting foods from scratch in kitchens all over New York City, Boston, London, and beyond. We are pumped to have you. Thank you. This is so great. This is great. So tell us a little bit about, before we get into food and how food heals, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got started on your journey. So um, we could spend an hour talking about, you know, all the issues that I've had, but really through my own um, health challenges that I I really learned the where's and why. So as a a young kid, you know, surrounded by food in the restaurant industry from parents who were chefs, uh, I, I really had learned... Uh, a lot about food, uh, the goods and the bads. And so through my ups and downs, I really used food as a crutch, became obese by the time I was 12, tipping the scales at 220, uh, ended up with a lot of health issues and, and wanting to know more why. So so learning how to uh, be better about diet and helping myself out, and I was just miserable. I hated how I felt. You know, at such a young yeah. age, at 12, it's, I mean, you're going through puberty and feeling confused anyway about life and how your body's changing. I just was really miserable. So I, le- I lost a lot of weight at a young age and learned how to uh, use food in that manner and, and not in a, you know, dysfunctional sense. Um, but it really never resolved my health issues. And so as I became into my 20s, 20s, I sought after a very famous doctor. James Diodamo is the blood type doctor and didn't realize he was in my backyard. And I ended up working with him for four years. He was my doctor at the time and wow. learned a ton. Um, and so I, I basically spent my life really trying to learn why. Most of us that are in this industry are, are, have our own struggles and yeah. therefore we seek and we educate ourselves and then we teach and coach and help other people. So I've uh, been able to resolve a lot of my own issues through my education and, and then finding ways to teach other people. So That's a big deal. Such yeah. a big deal. And so thank, thank you for being here. And I think you just um, 
kind of went over a very important point. You ask the questions why. Mm-hmm. You know, you ask the questions why. Because a lot of times, especially kind of growing up, I just know in my household, food is just love. You know, you cook, you prepare, you know. Growing up, that's what you're doing, but you're not making the connection of what it might actually be doing to your body, to your mind, how you feel. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about that. When we think about food, um, affects mood, it affects everything. Food is medicine. Let's kind of go back to the idea and the concepts around food. Sure. So think about the things that make you joyful about food. Like, oh my gosh, I, I, you know, I went and had this, my mom used to make this and this is how it made me feel. So sometimes food can be comforts, food can be memories, Mm -hmm. food, there's such a connection and a a love affair. There could also be too, I mean, I worked with enough people, could be not healthy, you know, or someone, there was a lot of turmoil in the household. So someone sat in the closet eating cookies and that was their way of, you know, just comforting themselves and and using food in that manner. So uh, I think the disconnect is a lot of understanding that it's about balance. You know, a lot of people look at us as dietitians. Oh, I bet you eat salad all the time. I bet you don't eat cookies. And I'm like, no, you know, I teach my clients how to have it in a healthy manner so that you're eating the things that you love. Um, We talk a lot about mindset and how um, if I could teach my clients the mindset of not mystifying food, we don't say, oh my gosh, this, this donut I have to have it or, you know, food is readily available at the drop of a hat or a click of a button. We can have it on our doorstep and there's donuts in every shop around the corner, you know. Um, And once we demystify that and realize, you know, you can have it at any time, it makes it a little less uh, desirable. Got it. Mm -hmm. Got it. So when you talk about your job, your profession, what exactly is an integrative and functional dietitian? So when people come to you, what can they expect? What does that mean? They, they usually come to me because they're not feeling good. They're not like, hi, I feel great. <laughs> Can you just teach me something? Um, they really are, you know, they're having symptoms and everything else. So integrative and functional really goes to the root cause, like figuring out why, helping them discover what, A, what does their body need? Or yes, we're very similar, but we're also complex. You know, mm-hmm. our lifestyle, our, what stresses us out, how our body works. Uh, so my job is to really figure out what's causing some of the symptoms, why do they feel this way, and then teach them. You know, if I asked you, do you want to be 55 and spoon fed in a diaper? Uh, most right. people say no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I want to be healthy and vibrant with my loved ones. So my job is to figure out how does their body work, teach them that, and then teach them lifestyle changes so that they can live their best life. I love that. And again, it goes back to asking why. And I think it's important when we think about how we feel on a daily basis. So, for example, if somebody's not feeling their best, whether it's brain fog, digestive issues, uh, constipation, or just Mm -hmm. any other type of illness that might be going on, it could be related to what they're consuming. Sure. Absolutely. Yep. Without a doubt. Like I have a client, we'll call her Lucy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, she has a single mom, two children, massive migraines, like debilitating migraines, constipated, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, acne, just not working, miserable, depressed you know, on and on. And within a few months, we figured out what was causing all of that. Um, and then what giving her really a guideline on what does her body need. So not only we're we kind of treating the root cause and, and the symptoms, we're now replacing that with things that her body needs. And so it's now getting back in and, and everyone wants to be sharp and vibrant and feeling great about their body and feeling 
healthy, but a lot of people are walking around miserable and it could mm-hmm. be stress. It could be, you know, it, it is a lot lifestyle factors too. If we're sitting around and we're inactive and we're eating out of a bag or a box and, you know, everything's through the drive through line. I don't know about you. I see the ads. Everything's beige. Yeah. <laughs> I call it beige ads. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's not even lettuce on that sandwich, you know? Um, so eating the rainbow and everything else, it, it, you know, there's a lot to that. We could spend a whole series talking about plants and why we should eat them and they have all sorts of chemicals in them and everything else. Yes, but I think as you're talking about that, it's so (laughs) important to know that all of these things contribute to exactly how we're feeling. And so whether it's a cancer scare or any type of diagnosis, people sometimes don't even recognize that food can be a contributing factor in terms of your healing or um, decline. Mm-hmm. How you're treating your body, what we're consuming, it matters. And so I think the educational components about what it is that we should be looking for, mm-hmm. how we should take those things in, mm-hmm. when we should take those things in. I've seen you do some things around um, timing of mm-hmm. foods. And mm-hmm. I was thinking about drinking water before you eat, kind of filling yourself up. And we just had a conversation before the show. Sure. Some of those things are not so great for you. No, it's dampening your ability to digest the food. You know, digestion starts in the brain. We really sort of look at the food. We're not excited about what we're eating anymore. We're shoving it down or we're emailing or watching TV, distracted. We're not really even paying attention. So we don't even know what it tastes like. We don't even, it's just going in the belly. And then obviously if you're diluting your digestive juices with water, then we're not digesting the food and then it becomes problematic for the the GI, and then we're start, you know, belching gas, constipation, yeah. diarrhea, all sorts of stuff. And you said about <coughs> 20 minutes before your brain registers that you should be digesting your food starts around 20 minutes. Yes, what? to be full. You know, it triggers you, your stomach gets so full that it'll trigger a hormone. It takes about 20 minutes for your brain to say, yeah, we're good. Wow. So if you just pause, you know, it's like, oh, I'm satisfied. But we typically shove it down and then it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so full. I'm uncomfortable. Yes. Um, And then how much of that are you digesting or absorbing? And I think there's a lot of people that don't really understand Food has nutrients in it, and the nutrients we need to function just on a normal basis. So, um, and it's complex. It's not so straightforward. Like, oh, we just need X, Y, Z. It's there's just so much that we do need in order to function normally. But feeling good, you know, we wrap ourselves around being fit and healthy. That mm-hmm. feels good. Yeah. I mean, if you're ever fit and healthy, you're like, I feel great. And if you ever go on the other side, you're like, I'm depressed. I feel awful. Everything hurts. I don't enjoy how I'm feeling. And a lot of people don't realize that it's the choices that we're making. um, It's the activities or inactivities that we're doing. And and it's really, it all starts in the mind. Yeah. And going back to just how quickly we consume, I am one of the queens of fast eating (laughs) because schedule's on the go. And so even when I sit down and eat, I'm so used to eating quickly, but having to really practice to say, slow down, Mm -hmm. slow Mm -hmm. down, chew your food, make sure you taste what's going on. So what can you say to our listeners now? Because somebody's probably driving down the road listening to the show. Eating their sandwich. Eating their sandwich, right? Doing a walk activity. They're doing something, being Mm -hmm. mindful. So what is a a practice that we can kind of get in the habit of when it comes to what we should be eating and being able to slow ourselves down enough so we can actually get the digestion process happening? Mm -hmm. And and that's um, being mindful of just being aware. Like, okay, you know, not waiting too long in between meals. Um, I am a fan of fasting. We fast every night. A lot of people freak out and go, you're telling me to starve. No, we don't eat all night. Yeah. Um, but what we do eat <clears throat> is using food in the right way so that it works for your body. So we're not having breakfast at six o'clock in the morning and then not eating until two or three. Now the, the whole process is off and we're not feeling good or now we're choosing uh, not the right food. So planning that out or really getting that idea of um, that structure is really helpful. And then 
what are you eating? Ask yourself, what am I eating? What does it taste like? You know, be yeah. mindful. What does it smell like? What does it look like? You know, the things that normally we're just too busy with and distracted uh, will help you be more aware um, in slowing down or putting your fork down, you know, chewing obviously more um, and being mindful about standing and eating. You know, I'm, I'm definitely growing up in the restaurant business. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm always standing and eating. <laughs> so I have to remind myself, I got to sit down, make a plate. Um, and when in doubt, eat more fruits and veggies. I'm yeah. going to get T-shirts that are made up. That. <laughs> you should. <laughs> when in doubt, eat more, eat fruit, more fruits and vegetables. Eat more fruits yeah. and veggies. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, so you are the founder of a company called uh, Mint Nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about your company, your organization, what you do, kind of what your day-to-day is and how you're spending time helping your clients live a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, so it's really encompassing. Like I said, a lot of people come to me, they don't feel good. So um, I do one-on-one coaching and really helping them connect the dots uh, so that they can learn. I don't want people dependent on me. I want them to learn, A, what their body needs, how are they feeling, resolve some of their symptoms, um, and getting them well on their way. And then hopefully they trickle this out to the rest of their family and they learn these lifestyle changes that really are impactful uh, because it's just day-to-day. I'm always reminding people, it's the small things that matter. When we choose... You know, someone can come to me with diagnoses and having to lose a lot of weight and they just Mm -hmm. feel so overwhelmed. If I can get them to do something simple, you know, such as just drinking a little extra water or getting up and moving more or, you know, things that they are deciding to do, making these really small changes become new habits. And that that becomes a greater, more impactful uh, result on their life. Mm-hmm. I love that because I think when people think about whether it's weight loss or trying to feel better, um, it's not this one size fits all mm-hmm. program, mm-hmm. you know, because you just identified you have to understand what does your body need mm-hmm. starting mm-hmm. there. You yeah. know, why are we yeah. feeling the way we feel? What does your body need? How do you go about that process? Because each person is different. Yeah. You yeah. know, so how do you identify or help them identify what they need? Um, a lot of it's through the assessment in the beginning. I, I have um, one-on-one coaching so people can come to me if they really want to dig deep on something and want to know why. I have to spend the time to figure that out. So I spend yeah. a couple hours really assessing everything. Um, after that, we do more coaching and we work together in a collaborative manner because even though I saw a few things, it's like it's really dependent on how we we put things in action. How is how is their body responding to that? What do they need? Um, and then I have other pro- another program called the FAST program where someone can come in just to reduce inflammation, help with their sleep cycles, um, feel better, you know, all those things. So really teaching them a lot of the structures that I'm teaching my other clients as well of mm-hmm. how to use food as fuel, how to use it in your favor, how to eat a cookie, how, how can you have your cake and eat it too? So anytime yeah. I can teach someone that, they're like, it's empowering. Yeah. You know, it teach them what to choose when they're going out to dinner, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. It's connecting those dots and it really resounds with them because it's more practical versus just me sitting there telling them what to do. That's good. Mm-hmm. They feel like they have some buy-in into the program. So how to have a cookie, how to not have to get away from everything. I'm a pizza person. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And pizza's not bad. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. what we put on it or how we eat it. Um, and it's really interesting when clients start with me, I always warn them. I'm like, listen, I'm just going to tell you, you know, once you start to eat clean and your body's happy, you start, your body will thank you for it. You start to feel really good. Now, let's say you go out, it's Friday night and it's a cheeseburger or a whole pizza, you know, and you have a couple of drinks and maybe finish it off with a piece of chocolate cake. It's, it's, going to be ejected it's you know and it does not discriminate so it happens to teenagers to people in their 60s and 70s male female athletes not in shape not um it's very fascinating how 
Uh, yeah, I call it a food hangover. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's really yeah. that's more like okay, great. I don't have to tell you not to eat these things. I'm like, so what'd you learn? Right. Like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that again. You feel it. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody wants to be told what to do. I don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. our inner child comes in is like, great. Here comes another clinician telling me I've got to do these 50 things. Um, so the way that I work with my clients is more including them. It's like, yeah. well, tell me what you think. So I give you all these recommendations. How do you want to tackle this? I'll give you some guidance, but you tell me. You live your life. I don't live in your house. I could mm-hmm. tell you to go eliminate all these foods, and you're like, someone tells me to go gluten-free, and I'm going to rip their face off. You know, <laughs> they're not happy, and I'm like, yes. okay. Uh, so I don't want to be assumptive. So I think, I think that sometimes the disconnect in my field is that they sit there and dictate to people, this is what you have to do, right. versus including them. What do you think? Like, is this, maybe they don't even cook, you know, okay, let's source food for you. You know, there's plenty of options out there. Yeah. And so how, what would you say to our community? So people that might be listening mm-hmm. right now, if they're thinking about thinking about food differently, where can they start in this journey, this process? Maybe they're already doing something like this, but if they're trying to say, you know what, I want to be more mindful of how food mm-hmm. makes me feel on a day-to-day basis, what can I begin to do today in my home right now? Mm-hmm. And just the little changes, you know, yeah. of being aware of your eating patterns and making those small adjustments, um, giving your body a break. I think it's really important to shorten your window of eating. We call it time-restrictive eating, but again, that restrictive fasting, people freak out, yeah. but really shortening that window. So instead of eating at six in the morning until 10 o'clock at night, one of my hard line in the sands that I always teach a lot of my clients, I'm like, look, athlete or not, active or not, I don't want people eating three hours or sooner by bedtime because that food's sitting in the belly. It's not getting digested. It's now being stored as fat. Um, And we don't get in that really good deep sleep cycle. So it really doesn't benefit a lot of people. Obviously, if they're really young and they're children and that's a different, obviously a different population, but for everyone else, because of our circadian rhythms and our sleep cycles, if our body's busy digesting food, it's not, we're not going to be able to get that good deep sleep. Now, all of a sudden the next day we're choosing, we didn't sleep very good. So we're choosing bad food and you're on that roller coaster ride again. So yeah. I kind of like t- always teaching people, if anyone can listen, shorten that window of eating yeah. um, and it'll reduce calories. Cause if we're eating at six in the morning, well, there's a snack at, you know, nine, there's a lunch at 12, there's a snack at three, there's dinner at six, we're having a snack before bedtime, Mm -hmm. you know, those are like seven or eight different, nine different eating components. So if we're really shortening that window, um, it's much better for us. So we're not constantly eating. That's big, you know, Mm -hmm. because most people don't even put those things together in terms of why we're doing what we're Mm -hmm. doing and how that impacts the brain and the body, the digestive, your sleep. Sleep is so huge when Mm -hmm. it comes to being able to meet the goals, the healing process. Yep. You know, so and think think about a car. We're running a car twenty four seven. Yeah, it's gonna break down at some point. So giving your body that time to rest, digest, repair is just imperative. So that overnight, there's all these processes that can happen. Well, if there's food in the belly and we're not able to get there, then it becomes problematic. And over time, Mm -hmm. we start to have uh, bigger things that are happening that are just throwing the whole system off. Um, So without getting into that whole topic, because we could do a show on gut. um, (laughs) We're going to do a series together. Don't you worry. Yeah, we'll be back for sure. Uh, Just kind of get that nice big gap. Two, three hours before bedtime, no food, uh, water's fine, tea, unsweetened, you know, no calories. Just keep it Keep it simple. Keep it simple. I like it. You do a lot of different things for the community in terms of just kind of educating, providing information. Share a little bit with our audience about some of the fun things that you're involved in in terms of you just did a cooking 
What was that for? Oh, it was for a corporate account of mine. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was really fun. So because of my chef background, they, they were doing this really cool. Uh, they said, oh, we want to do a group series of um, four groups of 10. Yeah. So 40 of us are going to cook for 65. It was the largest active, ongoing cooking class and that I did for this corporate account. So we cooked for 65, and it was this huge lunch. Uh, they made dessert. They made strawberry shortcakes from scratch. So it was, it was a lot of fun. So I love to be able to teach people, you know, how to apply, how to cook. We had strawberry shortcake, so you know there was cream and butter, and <laughs> it's okay, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but we made small shortcakes, and you know, um, handmade whipped cream and all that stuff. So it's I, I, fresh is best. I'm always teaching people in that avenue. So I do fun things like that. That's big for people. Yeah, education, like, education, because I think we have yeah. to know. We need to know. We don't know what we don't know until it's like, oh, I didn't know that. So yeah. the education component. Mm-hmm. So what kinds of things? Because. As you're teaching others, training others, what do you do for yourself on a day-to-day basis to kind of, first, I love to ask my guests what mental fitness means to you, yes. and what do you do to kind of stay mentally fit? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a good question. Uh, deep and juicy. Um, <laughs> I'm always humble. I feel like I never know enough, so I'm always actively looking to learn, um, and I do think it's mindset. So if I can set myself up uh for success and and know that I can do it or I can resolve that, then I really focus on those things. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Mindset is a big thing. As we talk about on this show all the time, it it starts there and what Mm -hmm. we think about different things. And and I was, we're talking about food and we're thinking about healing through food um, in ways that we can actually use food as fuel. I think that is one of the most important things that we have to start with. Mm -hmm. Our mindset around food, our upbringing in terms of what food meant to us. Mm -hmm. And so as you're working with clients and as as you're kind of doing that profile, that initial assessment, what's a way to kind of help people begin to say, okay, this is my relationship currently with food. Mm -hmm. How do I begin this journey of shifting that process as food, as medicine for healing versus something to just kind of survive and I need and that mystifying like you were talking about earlier yep, that emotional state. yeah yeah how can we start there uh i think reflecting you know how much support do you need seeking out someone like myself to help them yes. out you know getting someone to guide them so they can figure out what their body needs um some people need further you know more it's more psychological trauma could be associated with all that so yeah. i think it's an individualized question um in asking i think language matters so asking those mm-hmm. questions changing the mindset of thinking oh, I should do this. Oh, you know what? I should call somebody or I should. No, you have to. Yeah. You have to do this. You know why? Because this problem's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just disappear. They usually compound. So yeah. now all of a sudden they start to stack. You know, we're 20 pounds. Oh, another 10 slipped on. Another. Now I feel even worse. Now all of a sudden I have diabetes. Yeah, that doesn't go away. So yeah. I think changing that mental mindset of I have to call someone like yourself, someone like myself, you know, Mm -hmm. to get that support that they need. Um, And once they change their mindset, it's beautiful. Changes will happen. It's just a matter of telling ourselves that we have to do this um, and that if you decide, oh, I've tried this before and it's not going to work. Well, no, it's not. Right. That's what you're thinking. It's (laughs) never going to work. I think anybody can do anything. Not to say you're 5'2 and you're going to be seven feet tall and a, the greatest basketball player, but there are great basketball players that aren't seven feet tall either. Yeah. Um, and they look beyond. They're always striving to be better, and they know that they can believe in themselves and do that. And you've got to find your tribe to be able to support you in that manner um, versus someone just told me the other day that they're 
their doctor told them they were obese. They were 10 pounds overweight, you know. So I don't know if I'd hire that doctor again. I mean, you're hiring these people. So she's certainly not going back to that particular doctor. So finding that tribe that will help you and be honest and guide you in the right direction is so impactful. That's a big thing because, again, once we come into places with different symptoms and things going on, we might not get that information that, oh, wait, go try this. Have we adjusted that? Let's Mm -hmm. take a look further. Mm -hmm. And I love the work that you do. When we think about integrative and functional medicine, you're getting to the root cause of what's going on, not just sticking a Band-Aid on something and saying, take this, Mm -hmm. but let's peel the layers back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out what kinds of things are going on in your environment. Is there trauma? Is there stress? All these things that could be happening that can be causing some of the things that we're experiencing. Yeah. And often I hear like, oh my gosh, I can't lose weight. And to me, I'm going, oh, what's going on systemically? Like, is there inflammation? Is there gut stuff? You know, because often they'll keep trying and then they feel real frustrated. They're coming to me in tears. I've I've been working so hard and it's not happening. Um, Really, there's more of that root cause like, well, there's something else maybe perhaps going on here that it's not not just your behavior that right. everyone's saying it's all you you're just eating donuts all the time well no you're actually doing the work yeah and now all of a sudden here we are yes and community Christiane has offered us a 30-minute free consultation with her. If you have questions or just want to kind of reach out, get to know her, uh, but get in a plan of working with her, how can they connect with you? How can they find you? Let's give them some information. Sure. So uh, you can find me at themintnutrition.com so they can go on the website. Uh, Normally it's a 15-minute consultation, but we'll do that with some coaching so they can ask them, kind of get to feel like or give them a sense of direction or where to go. It's really about, you know, learning who's good for you and vice versa. This is a relationship. Um, So uh, that's really me getting to know you. And in this one, I'm really going to offer some coaching and give them some guidance afterwards. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, so they can message me at any of those places if they're not, if they can't find my website. That is so awesome. I can't thank you enough thank for your you. time today and all the work that you continue to do. Community, let's begin to heal through our choices in our food selection, being more mindful, taking more time. Make sure you go out and spread this and share this with others. Make sure you go out, shine bright like the stars that you are. I can't wait to see you guys next week. That's it for today's episode of Mental Fitness Matters. Get more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness by joining Tracy every Thursday from 8.30 to 9 a.m. and 6.30 to 7 p.m. for Mental Fitness Matters on News Talk WSIC.